The strategies and concepts discussed are for educational purposes only and do not represent specific investment tax or estate planning advice. Investing carries an inherent element of risk, and it is in everyone's best interest to consult tax, legal, or an investment professional. John Cindia is an investment advisor representative of, and advisory services are offered through USA Financial Securities, member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor. LifeStages Advisory is not affiliated with USA Financial Securities. LifeStages Advisory, Chris Faircloth, and ECDI are not affiliated with USA Financial Securities. Lending is not offered by USA Financial Securities. Welcome to podcast number 42 of WTF, Wealth Taxes and Finances. I'm your host, John Cindia, Certified Public Accountant, Personal Financial Specialist. I have the privilege of having, okay, he's laughing already, Chris Faircloth. He's from uh, ECDI, which is the uh, Economic and Community Development Institute here in uh, Akron, Ohio. And uh, Chris manages uh, the loan program here. And I'm going to introduce him and let him tell you a little bit about it. And then we'll discuss some of the programs, uh, what they're doing locally from a statewide uh, position, also what the federal programs are that they have, and how you may be able to tap into uh, someone either locally or in your state that uh, would offer a similar program for uh, your small business. Chris, welcome. Wow, thank you. Yeah, I was going to say privilege. I don't know. Some people actively avoid me, so I don't, I don't know if it's a privilege or not. But, but yeah, my name is Chris Faircloth. I'm the Akron Canton Lending Manager for ECDI, um, as you know, John. And so uh, to start, what ECDI is, it's Economic and Community Development Institute, and we are a nonprofit and a community development financial institution. And so what we do is we lend money to startups and small businesses that don't qualify for bank financing. So a uh, common thing would be someone would go to a bank and say, hey, I need a loan for my startup or my small business. The bank would look at it and say, you know, for X, Y, and Z, you're not exactly fitting the criteria that we're looking for right now, but we know of an organization that may be able to help you out. And so consequently, our entire portfolio is made up of uh, small businesses that weren't able to get financing through a bank. Interesting thing about it, though, is that unlike many lenders and a lot of companies, we don't want people to be our permanent client and not because we don't like them, but because we want to be able to help them out now or get them get their business started and then be able to go back to traditional banking channels sooner rather than later. And so that's the real goal. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. What's what's normally uh, the reason that they can't get uh, financing from the? Uh, now I know this. I know this answer, <laughs> but I guess it's a lead-in. Okay, right. so I've been there with other clients. But what's normally the reason, or the um, that a small business, whether it's a startup or trying to expand or whatever, can't usually get funding from a regular uh, commercial bank? Sure. Uh, I mean, there's a plethora of reasons, uh, but common ones are, are, for instance, credit, whether it's business or personal credit. So if you've had issues in the past, that could affect it. What a lot of people don't realize is that, especially when you're a small business or, or a business that's starting out, that your personal credit is usually a factor in that lending decision. So mm -hmm. people say, oh, I'll start a business. You know, I, it won't. Um, by having my own business, they're just going to look at the business. I'll have a, a clean slate. 
And so uh, they, they think that they'll be able to avoid having to deal with those those personal credit issues. And unfortunately, that, that's usually not the case. So that's a very common one. Time in business is very common. Um, a lot of lenders are just a little bit leery of working with startups because it's it's an unproven business. There's no track record. Uh, other sure. issues could be background. I mean, if you have a, a felony, um, sometimes that can prevent you from getting lending. Um, so we'll work with people that have a criminal background or, or ex-offenders that are trying to get back on their feet. Um, other issues could be common things like collateral or cash flow or, or other items like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I think a, a lot of the times um, you find people that are in the small businesses decide they're going to do or start a business that was actually more of a hobby. Right. And what we found is they don't really have business plans. Um, it was something fun. And now all of a sudden it's a business. And now they got to get serious about it because they're starting to make money and they want to expand. Um, what are some of the other things that uh, a small business should have if they're coming knocking on your door to show the legit legitimacy i'll get that right <laughs> uh the uh of the practice or the business that they're doing besides like a business plan what would that be sure um well a lot of it comes down to especially if you're talking about about startup um, the business plan itself as you mentioned is a big thing that kind of that gives you the roadmap that you would have to operate your business and and try to start off on the right foot um with a plan there. But uh, having things together like tax returns is a great mm -hmm. example. Having projections. So if, you, uh, if you're starting a new business or even if you're an existing business, having three years of, of projections of what you think is going to happen going forward. And everyone says, well, how am I supposed to know that? I can't see the future, which <laughs> <laughs> makes total sense, right? But, um, but that's it, what it, I'm there for, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. I gotta give them guidance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You go talk to your accountant, you can help uh, get things together. But it's just an educated guess. So um, you, you, you do your best at trying to figure out what those figures are. You look at what your potential income is um, or revenue, what your potential expenses are, and come up with something from there. And it's just it's just an educated guess, and that's all that is. Um, a good thing to hammer on also is the background that you have or people on your team have as far as operating a business, particularly a business in that field. So a lot of people come to me and say, hey, I make a really great pizza. Everyone in my family loves it. It's going to be the best <laughs> pizza shop that, that ever existed. And that may be the case, but there's a lot more, uh, as you know, that goes into operating a, a pizza shop or a pizza restaurant than just making the pizza. I mean, at, any one of us have been to places like Domino's, Pizza Hut. You know, nobody would say, man, Pizza Hut makes the absolute best pizza in the world, right? <laughs> no, but they're good at other things like yeah. marketing and, and, and location, things like that. So, yeah. That's cool. What uh, what are some of the programs? I know there's uh, state programs, federal programs. What are some of the programs that uh, someone can look at? And and what is the range of that? We were talking uh, off air here that some of them go as little as $500. Some of them go up, I think your limit's 350000 So from that standpoint, um, how would you determine which plan they uh, you know fit into? Or is there sometimes a combination of, you know, of lending institutions or, or funding from different programs? Sure. So ECDI itself is an SBA micro lender. Um, we're actually one of the largest SBA micro lenders in the country, which is like being a, a very big fish in a very small pond okay. <laughs> for, cool. for what we do. Um, so we participate in the SBA micro loan program as well as the SBA Community Advantage program, um, which are, are national and provided by the SBA to supplement the SBA programs that they have through, through banks. Uh, we also do things on a more local level 
level. So we may work with municipalities or with the state. So we just uh, signed a contract with the state of Ohio um, to lend $10 million, which is coming up here shortly. So that's that's an, an excellent thing to have in, in this time, uh, an excellent tool in the toolbox. We also work locally in the state of Ohio in uh, with, with local governments, like for instance, Cuyahoga County or the city of Cleveland or Franklin County, or the city of Columbus. And so we, what we do is actually take all these funds together and look at what a client is um or what is applicable to a client situation. So not only from their business itself, it may be their their physical location. So we mm-hmm. could say, hey, we've got a client that you know would be eligible for you know the SBA microloan program. We can take some money from that, and then maybe they're in the city of Cleveland. So we could use funds from the city of Cleveland. We can take something from that, or we have um, you know bank funds that we work with. So uh, we have a number of regional banks like Huntington and Fifth Third that we work with that we have loan funds through them as well. And so we kind of put it into this package, and you have this mix of funds. So if you look at the loan documents when you when you have a loan through ECDI, typically it's not one source. You'll run down the list on your documents and say, oh, I've got money from SBA, and I've got money from Citizens Bank, and I've got money from you know the city of Cleveland or whatever. Gotcha, gotcha. Before I forget, uh, if someone has more questions directly for Chris, what's a number that they can reach you or an email? Sure. Uh, my number is 330-888-3119. So that's 330-888-3119. Um, without having to spell my name, the easiest way to get in contact with me would be to go to <laughs> ecdi.org, ecdi.org. Okay. And you can find me from there. And Chris is in the Akron office, so. This is correct. You know, from that standpoint. Yeah, and the things that I'm talking about, even if you're not in the state of Ohio, these programs, um, obviously not, for instance, local ones to Ohio, but SBA Microloan Program, SBA Community Advantage Program, those are national programs. Um, there are CDFIs and microlenders across the United States. So okay. chances are there's one that would fit in the area that you're in not cdfi what's that stand for it's community development financial institution okay regulated through the treasury not something you really need to remember but um it's a type of organization that we are one of the designations that that we have so if they were to look uh at something either locally or statewide in a different state than ohio Mm -hmm. they would want to look for what micro lenders or what would they look at like google something or sure yeah so if you wanted to google uh their you could Google like SBA microlenders would be a great, great one. There's a list for that. Uh, community development financial institution, there's a list for that. And they all operate a little bit differently from the perspective of, of whether or not they do lending, what type of lending they do, the dollar amount. Some may only do, uh, you know, for instance, equipment or working capital. Others may be more into real estate. And so you'd go and look and see uh, what these are. But across the United States, there are uh, CDFIs and microlenders that, that cover a, a would imagine the entire geography okay. of the country yeah okay you had also mentioned while we were talking off the air before the uh podcast started that this has been a uh, very i guess strong summer in spite of the covid and everything else if you could explain that a little bit because a lot of the businesses obviously need money sure um they either uh had to be closed down or they were furloughed with employees or whatever We've already got the, um, let's see, your ECDI, the other one was the EIDL loan and the PPP loan. Don't get those confused. And um, so some of the businesses had those. How was it that you were able to help and what did you see, um, you know, how did that happen and, and what was the benefit during COVID? Well, uh, because we're designed to support small businesses, obviously this was a monumental uh, situation that came about with, with COVID. Um, and so what we tried to do as an organization was to say, hey, you know, we are already in the business of trying to support small businesses. And this is a time when you know, 
like no other where small businesses need that support, especially from a financial perspective. And so while they're great programs from the uh, federal government, so PPP, Idle mm-hmm. Loan, those are excellent examples. We also uh, made use of the loan funds that we had to be able to come in as a backup behind those programs and support not only our clients, but also uh, clients that had never worked with us before. In fact, we brought on a lot of new clients that maybe had never heard of us. So one of the, the downsides of being a relatively small nonprofit is that we don't have a large marketing budget. And so typically we operate by referral and we do a little bit of marketing marketing. But this was a situation where so many people had so many unmet needs that they were coming to us. And so it's actually a record breaking year from the number or from the dollar amount that, that we lent out. Uh, and so it's really been very interesting to see uh, how things have played out. But it's been great to be able to be a part of that, even on top of what uh, banks in the in the SBA were doing with like PPP programs. So mm-hmm. we were able to do things uh, above and beyond that to support our clients and, and clients in the state of Ohio. Now, do you see that um being able to continue after COVID? As far as uh, the lending? Or- yeah, from that private lending that would be a little bit different. I guess the criteria would be different too then, right? Are you a little bit more, um, I guess, um, what would you say, a little bit more? Um, flexible. Flexible, <laughs> yeah, I guess, is the lending there. And what would that criteria that you would be looking for that in order to help someone? Sure. So we had, uh, we partnered with a number of areas, number of local governments in the state of Ohio. So Cuyahoga County is a great example, Franklin County, Hamilton County, Delaware County. Uh, And so what we were doing is taking some of their CARES dollars that they got, they put it into loan funds with us. And so we're administering those loan funds um, on behalf of of those local governments. And so we're able to combine those dollars with the dollars that we had. And so it was uh, more bang for everyone's buck, basically. And so as part of that, we really wiped away a lot of the, the typical requirements that we had. We stayed on the smaller side. It was between twenty dollars and $50,000 was the maximum for that particular program. Mm-hmm. But really, we were looking at very basic things like whether they were eligible for SBA lending, um, just relatively modest credit score, things of that nature, and to be able to turn it around relatively quickly. So we didn't do uh, a lot of the, the typical things that we would do because there's, it was a very time sensitive um, situation. So we just met the basic benchmarks. And so, okay. again, as the type of organization that we are, we're not a for profit. Uh, and so we wanted to be able to support. And that was one of the ways we could do it. Sure. Now, uh, were those also loans or were some of those grants or a combination or anything like that or not? We typically, with rare exception, are only a lender from that okay. from that perspective. We also provide technical assistance. But in this situation, we did also partner with um, some other municipalities. So a great example right now is is we're administering grants for the city of Canton. Hmm, okay. uh, they put, they had set aside most recently $750,000 to provide grants to small businesses within the city of Canton. And so okay. we were helping to administer those grants. Uh, but from a, from a statewide level, we didn't do grants, but there are you know, those situations that may apply depending on the geography of where mm-hmm. business happens to be. What about some of the businesses that are out there that be listening to this on the small side and saying, geez, I really don't know if, you know, I'd like to be able to expand or buy some equipment or do something like that or hire a couple of employees, but that just doesn't sound like I'd be able to apply for that, get anything. What, how would you encourage them or suggest at least getting in touch and sure. finding out what's going on? That's a great question. So usually, again, by the time that people come around to us, um, it's it's very rare that someone comes to us directly. Usually they've been referred in some way, shape or form. Maybe they've talked to one bank. Maybe they've talked to three. Uh, and at that point, sometimes people can be frustrated and say, well, you know, I'm here, but I really expect to be turned down without realizing that, again, we are 
a different type of lender where we're in existence to take a little bit more risk within reason. We still have to be prudent with the lending that we do. But I would say, regardless of where you are in the U.S., it would be worthwhile to reach out to an organization like ours, a CDFI, an SBA microlender. And that's no guarantee. Uh, again, they have to be prudent. And so it can't lend in all situations. But you know, I would reiterate that our entire portfolio is made up of businesses that did not at the time qualify for, for bank financing. Mm-hmm. Do you have, uh, of the ones that are out there, um, do you see that uh, that same client could come back time and time? Or have you had, uh, that's one part of it. And the other one is, have, have you seen any uh, major, um, I guess, uh, standpoint from where the clients defaulted on any of these loans? Or is that pretty small, even with the risk you're taking? Sure. Um, so to answer those questions, sometimes people have a very, a very simpler one-time need, I, I would say, where maybe we only see them once they get a loan. They need, say, a truck for their trucking company, and, and for whatever reason, they can't get it. They get it, they go mm-hmm. on their way, and they're back off um, you know, into banking channels. Uh, there's other times where people have a more extended timeline where they may not be qualifying for bank financing, and so we've had people come back multiple times. Okay. And so what we do is we, we put an internal cap uh, as far as the dollar amount that, that we typically would lend to any one client. That's 350000 whether it's in one shot or whether it's across 10 loans. Gotcha. And so we go go and look at that. As far as defaults, um, our default rate is a little bit higher than you would find at the bank. It's mm-hmm. typically in the single digits, uh, but we do try to be prudent as far as, as lending goes. We do try to be flexible and working mm-hmm. with people if, they, if they're proactive and saying, hey, you know, something's coming up. I'm, I'm having issues. Um, a great example would be, again, in COVID, we proactively reached out. Aside from the CARES Act benefits that, mm-hmm. that were out there, um, we we put a, a, mort- a payment moratorium on on some of our, or actually on our entire portfolio okay. proactively without having people to, to ask. So Okay. And how long was that? Um, like a couple of months? Yeah, or? it was a couple of months that we yeah. did that. And that was on top of uh, CARES Act. They provided, uh, it was six months of... Um, of government paid uh, payments okay. for the SBA portion of our loans. So gotcha. that was on top of the the six months that they had. Okay. Okay. So the government actually paid that and then they would roll back in afterwards with uh, with part of that payment already done. Yeah, exactly. Not bad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of those. <laughs> anyway. Not a bad deal. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Okay. The, uh, well, cool. Um, anything else you think that uh, the audience ought to know about from these uh, programs or anything. Uh, give the example that we were talking about earlier that uh, the one you had said was as low. I don't want to encourage everybody to come in with $500 loans, sure. but, you know, with somebody that was just saying, you know, might be down on their luck a little bit and, you know, get them started or, you know, who knows what could happen. Right. So that that's a that's a great question or, or a great example. So we are we go at the high end, 350,000, which is a, a common question. What is the most you'll lend? But on the other end, we'll do 500 or $750 uh, on the low end. Mm-hmm. And so an example that I used was maybe there's someone that is an ex-offender. They're trying to get back on their feet. They're trying to, to just get a small business up and running. Maybe they want to buy a lawnmower and they want to go um, start working on cutting grass or get a contract with the city or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so that's something we potentially could, could help with as well. Um, and so I, 
yeah, if, if there's if there's a need that someone has, um, there's no business that's that's too small when it comes to our world. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they call it a micro loan for a reason. We're looking at, at very small businesses. And so I would encourage anyone to, to reach out. Uh, if you're in the state of Ohio, you can reach out to me. If you're somewhere else, you can reach out to a similar organization. But definitely there's a lot of flexibility there. And, and the design, again, is to be able to ultimately help people support themselves to create jobs, to create uh, businesses and communities, especially underserved communities. So a large mm -hmm. portion of our our um our portfolio is made up of uh female-owned businesses minority-owned businesses that's a huge chunk i think close to half of our, our portfolio um hits one of those two uh veteran-owned businesses so there's definitely definitely opportunity there regardless of, of what the scope is that you're looking at that's great yeah usually what we end up seeing is you know the banks have a tendency to have other types of limits mm -hmm. and the larger commercial banks you know they may not even look at anything for fifty thousand. Mm -hmm. you know and uh or if they did, it's going to be sitting on a stack and you're going to wait a while. Obviously, the, they're looking for the uh, multi-million dollar types of loans and stuff from a commercial standpoint and established and having all of your um, uh, your business plans and everything else in order. And I think this is a, a great, you know, opportunity for those small businesses. And, you know, when you're looking at small business, we're thinking of stuff that's, you know, five million and less. When you start looking at it on a federal level, that's 250 million or less. And right. it's like, come on, you know, we're, <laughs> we're talking locally, we're talking small business individuals, probably with less than 10 or 20, in, you know, uh, people, employees on that. So when you're looking at that, a lot of the banks and even some of the uh, local banks, this fits into it because the local banks won't lend up to 350. The larger ones won't look at anything less than a million. And you've got this dearth here of, of lending and a lot of the uh, clients or potential clients or businesses are looking and starving for something for uh, whether it's cash flow for expansion purposes uh, to get new equipment or whatever. And I think this is a, a perfect fit for that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the, people recognize uh, that there is that there's a need there there's a lack of financing and I think that that niche is slowly being filled by organizations like ECDI and others um, but there, there's a lot of support uh, for instance you know, like I said we're a nonprofit we're not self-sustaining just on the basis of the interest that we make from our loan so we're, we're willing to take more time and and really work with a client to try to assist them to clean things up so you may come in and say I have credit issues and we'll try to give you some some uh, direction on on what to clean up so we can go forward with lending or I have tax liens and try to point them in the right direction as far as getting on payment plans so that that can be taken care of. Uh, but we get funding from locally. Burtony Morgan Foundation has been been very generous to support my office. So that was actually part of the funding that we got to be able to get the office started here in Akron. Um, I think six years ago at this point, believe it or not, uh, state of Ohio, SBA, local governments. There's a lot of support from a, a lot of organizations uh, in, in for us in the state of Ohio because people recognize there is that lack of financing. And also when you're on that scale, if you're not bankable, you may need more handholding than a bank is able to provide because ultimately at the end of the day, they're a for-profit institution. They obviously want to help out the communities that they're in, but also they have financial considerations. They have shareholders typically, things like that. So for us, we're able to take some extra time. The SBA uh, helps to uh, reimburse us for technical assistance time. So we can really sit down, take more time than would be financially feasible if it was a for-profit organization. Cool. Yeah, that's great. Well, Chris, um, I want to wrap it up here. Um, thanks again for uh, being a guest over here. Uh, we don't have any door prizes or anything for you. 
We got bad. Uh, that's coffee. the only reason I came was for the door prizes. <laughs> we that's have it. bad coffee and, and stale <laughs> bourbon. I guess is what we've got over here. But uh, uh, for everybody else out there, I hope you uh, were able to gain something off of this. I think it was very uh, productive and interesting and informative for everyone. It was for me. It's sort of a uh, refresher course. I think Chris and I have been uh, working together for probably six years. It's been least. longer than that because I, I you were at Huntington. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You were yeah. at the bank. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's been a while. So anyway, I want to thank you again. And uh, please like us, love us, do whatever you can to uh, uh, promote us here and uh, tell your friends about us. And, um, you know, look for us. I think we're on the podcast now. Remington says possibly not the podcast, the uh, YouTube. That's it. Yeah. The YouTube stuff. So anyway, yeah, this is professional professionalism <laughs> at its best. OK. <laughs> All right. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Bye.